So today is Friday the 17th of December 2021. And in the several weeks since our previous video, the pressure and difficulty has definitely increased for us here in New Zealand. At the same time though, there have been some significant shifts and changes and it seems to me that some of these prophetic words are beginning to line up more and more. And so in this video, I want to touch on some of those things, as well as a few things that God has been speaking to me personally about. And then I want to talk to some key areas that I believe are critical for us in this moment. Now, if you haven't watched the two previous prophetic videos yet, it'd be helpful to go back and listen to those first. As I give a bit of context for this one, and it'll make so much more sense. But in the weeks since our previous video, the pressure has definitely increased for us as a nation. But this is all part of the great rescue and the prophetic word coming to pass. In fact, the word from 2nd September 2021 warned of increased pressure. Then a month later, we saw the introduction of mandates, of passports, of traffic lights, and the trail of carnage that is left behind for thousands of Kiwis, businesses, and families. And in that same word, though, we explained that difficulty is all part of the exposure, and that exposure is just one of three stages that we would move through as a nation. Exposure first, then removal, and then restoration. And so the increased pressure that we're in is all part of the exposure. And it's exposing the depth of evil, of corruption, of injustice in our land, and the spiritual influence behind it. Remember, our battle is spiritual. It's not people, it's spiritual. And yet all of this is part of the great rescue, so it must take place because you can't remove what is not yet exposed. And so we're currently in the exposure stage, and there is more exposure to come, and then we will enter into the removal stage. Now part of those prophetic words also spoke about signs to look out for, and they were meant to be an encouragement to us that the Lord is indeed working. And part of that 2nd September 2021 word says, Watch for confusion in the enemy's camp, a turning on one another, whistleblowing, backbiting, and also for the media to begin to tell the truth more increasingly. Part of this will happen because some of those in the enemy's camp will encounter God behind the scenes, and the fear of the Lord will so cause him to repent and come out. Pray for these ones. So these things were supposed to act as signs for us to look out for. Well, in the month of November, I received two emails from two different people who are working one-on-one -on -one with some significant players in the media field. Now, I don't have the permission to share those details yet, but I can say that it is very good, and so please continue praying, and we will see it all come to light. We've also seen the official Roy Morgan government confidence ratings for Ardern. They're now at the lowest they've ever been since she first stepped to office in 2017. In fact, those numbers plummeted in November, so the tides are definitely turning. We then saw Judith Collins removed as national leader. And then Ashley Bloomfield told a select committee that Ardern's decision to keep the Auckland boundary closed was not justified. And this is the first time I believe we've seen a glimpse of Bloomfield and Ardern in opposition. And by the way, the response to the previous Ashley Bloomfield word has been awesome. It's been so great to hear many of you share how your heart has changed towards him, that you've since been praying from a position of mercy and redemption. In fact, Galatians 5.6 says that faith works through love. Faith works through love. So if we want our faith to work well, one of the best ways to do that is to come from the place of his love because faith works through love. So keep it up because this glimpse of opposition that we saw between Bloomfield and Ardern, it may well be due to the prayers of the saints. So please continue to pray for him. And then there are many other signs and glimpses that have taken place. But the main point is that they are to act as signs for us to encourage us that God is also working amidst the pressure. Now, my concern during this time, though, is that I've observed much weariness. Many people are becoming weary and tired of the pressure, understandably, and many are becoming weary of his promises and prophetic words. And so I want to speak to this for a moment to help inject some hope and strength into you and to encourage your faith to endure. In fact, let me explain it like this. Imagine you're sweeping a kitchen floor. At first, you don't notice how much dust and dirt there is until you've swept it all into a pile. And when you finally have it in a pile, and if somebody walks in, the first thing they notice is the pile of dust and dirt. And we can be so overwhelmed by the dust and dirt, but we must remember that we've also just cleaned the kitchen. 
Likewise, the exposure and the difficulty we're seeing now, it can be overwhelming, like a pile of dust and dirt. But don't forget, there is also great cleansing happening. And now we're just waiting for the great dustpan to make that final sweep to remove it. So there's cleansing happening around us within individuals and the community. And again, many of you sharing how your hearts have been cleansed from spite and ugliness to now praying for people like Bloomfield from a place of mercy and redemption. And so my encouragement is to not get so overwhelmed by the pile of dust that you lose sight of the great dustman. Don't get so overwhelmed by the fire that you lose sight of the Father. Because although the stage of exposure is difficult, great and glorious things are happening around that. And we will see an incredible turnaround here in New Zealand. And so I want to speak to three areas that I believe are critical for us in this, in this moment. The first one is faith. Faith. One of the things that this exposure stage is doing is forcing us to use our faith. It's forcing us to stretch our faith. But it's also exposing that many of us don't want to use our faith. Many would rather rely on somebody else to tell them what they want to know because they want it easy. And that's why many become worried and frustrated because they realize that it's not easy. So we can no longer just talk about faith. We've actually got to walk this thing out. And what's critical about that is that great faith will be required to steward the coming restoration stage. And so those who are found faithful in the stage of exposure will be used mightily in the stage of restoration. But not only that, when you remove something bad, you want to replace it with something good. You don't leave it empty for something else bad to come and replace it. You want to replace it with something good. And so I believe that God doesn't just want to remove corruption, evil, and unrighteousness. I believe he also wants to replace that with his righteousness, with his heart, and with his kingdom intent. And that will require great faith from his bride. And so you can say that we're also in a refining, a pruning, and a preparation stage. And that this stage of exposure is also developing endurance in us for the coming restoration. And so as Jesus prayed that Peter's faith would not fail... I too am praying that your faith, that our faith would not fail, but that it would continue to grow and that we would grow as mature sons of God who would shine well and steward the earth faithfully. So keep the faith. Secondly, unity. Unity. There is too much division today. And a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So I'm not surprised that division is a high target of the enemy right now. But not only that, there is a perversion floating around, often pushed by religion that suggests that Unity is setting aside your conscience and convictions in order to come to a place of agreement. But that doesn't work. Unity isn't dictated by agreement of mind. Unity is a thing of the Spirit. And unity happens when we gather around truth, around Jesus. For example, my wife and I are in unity, but we're not always in agreement about everything. In fact, I'm certain that Jesus doesn't always agree with me on things, yet he still chooses to be united in one spirit with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. And so unity happens effortlessly when we arrive at truth. I don't believe unity can be achieved. Rather, I believe it's discovered. And unity happens when we're both standing before Jesus. And so while we may only agree on 80% of things, we can still be committed to each other 100% of the time. And that only happens when we simply exalt Christ. And so can I encourage us to never allow our disagreements to supersede our union in Christ? We may not always see eye to eye, and it may mean some awkward conversations, but when division and separation starts to take place, we've just entered the devil's playing field, and we'll always lose there. So instead, choose higher ground where we simply gather around Christ, where we let truth, Jesus, be our focal point, and we will naturally discover unity despite our disagreements. And it is there that we will truly know just how much Jesus loves and commits to us, even though he likely disagrees with us at times. And I mean, we're always talking about being in unity, so what greater moment for us to actually practice that? Thirdly and finally, keep a Jesus view. Keep a Jesus view. One of the traps that we can fall into, especially when it comes to prophecy, is that we can elevate our understanding of something above simply understanding Him. Meaning we get more focused on the future instead of the one who holds the future. 
And it's a trap because we, we become more susceptible to things like doubt and unbelief and distrust, especially when things don't happen the way that we expect or in the timing that we want. You see, Jesus doesn't always give us a view of the future. Instead, he does something far better. He gives us a view of himself. And our hope isn't to be in a future outcome, but to be in him. We don't ground our faith in a result, but we ground it in a person. Because if we could see the future, we'd very likely take our eyes off him. And when that happens, people then start demanding details of future outcomes or future results. And one of the traps that we can fall into is that we start prophesying according to the demands of man instead of prophesying from the heart of the Father. And we can fall into manufacturing predictions instead of manifesting prophecy from the heart of God. And I can say that because I've been there in the past. I've fallen into that trap before, so I'm very aware of it. And so be careful that you and I don't elevate our need to understand the future above simply knowing the one who holds the future. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12 that we know in part and we prophesy in part. So no one has the full picture. And this is again why unity is so critical because God reveals different parts of prophecy to different people. So the more united we can be, then the more pieces of that bigger picture we can bring together. So while this exposure stage can be difficult, and while many of us would love to know exactly when it's over, it doesn't always happen that way. But when all we see is Jesus, it will be because we've decided to put our trust in Him alone, and that's a great place to be. And we see that He promises us that He'll never leave us nor forsake us, that He works all things for good, that He'll hold us firm into the end, and He says to us, don't look to the future, look at me. So have a Jesus view. Choose to elevate Christ above your need to understand everything. That doesn't mean we're lazy with our understanding. Just don't allow your need to understand, supersede your view of Christ because you can always trust his heart even when you cannot trace his hand and he is faithful and good to us. In fact, one of the things that the Lord has been saying to me over the month of November, and it might be helpful for some of you as well, he says to me, a wise man builds his house before the storm, not in it. And when you're in the storm, don't try to get a new prophetic word because what was true before the storm is still true now. So when we as a nation are facing the pressure and the difficulty of this exposure stage, don't feel the need to scramble to try and find another prophetic word. Now, that's not illegal to do, but hear what I'm saying. Instead of trying to scramble to find another word, dig your heels a little deeper into the word that's already spoken. Exercise your faith. Continue to stand strong because what was true before the storm is still true now. And he is faithful to his word. So again, those three things. Number one, keep the faith. This exposure stage is teaching us to walk by faith. It's refining us, it's pruning us, it's preparing us so that we can faithfully steward that restoration stage. So be sure that your house is built upon a rock so that you can withstand the storm. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus said, when I return to the earth, will I find faith? Secondly, stay in unity. Stay in unity. Unity isn't dictated by agreement of mind. Unity is a thing of the Spirit. And so while we may only agree on 80% of things, we can still be committed 100% of the time. And that only happens when we simply exalt Christ. Thirdly and finally, keep a Jesus view. Choose to elevate Christ above your need to understand something. We may not always know the future, but we do know the one who holds the future. And you can always trust his heart, even when you cannot trace his hand. I want to leave you guys with three practicals. The first one, increase intimacy. Increase intimacy. Increase your time spent alone with him. In John 15, Jesus said, Abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so it's in that place of intimacy where you'll naturally develop things like faith and unity and a Jesus view. So increase that time of intimacy. Number two, spend more time in the word. Spend more time in the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, not having heard. So spend time chewing on the word, on his promises and his thoughts towards us, and you'll find great comfort and faith for this hour. Thirdly and finally, get around like-hearted people. Get around like-hearted people. Amidst the pressure, it can be easy to become weary, to get overwhelmed by the pile of dust and dirt. 
But getting around people who can continually speak hope, faith, the heart of the Father can be a valuable thing. And it may mean that you need to watch videos like this because maybe you don't have anyone around you. Or it might mean being more intentional to connect with like-hearted people more often. Whatever it looks like, it can be a valuable thing in this stage of exposure. So again, those three things, increase intimacy, spend more time in the Word, and get around like-hearted people. Guys, you're alive in this hour for purpose. You're not here by mistake. And this is one of the greatest hours for the body of Christ. And so I want you to feel the privilege of being here in this time. God must trust you and I. He must trust you to be able to stand with Him in this moment. So take it with both hands and thrust yourself into His arms because we're going to see a great turnaround in this nation. We're going to see unity in our land of New Zealand that other nations will be in awe of. And we will see the body of Christ function in a way that I don't believe we have seen yet in our nation. And I wholeheartedly believe that. And some might think that I'm out of my mind and I'm brainwashed. That's fine. But my conscience is clear. And I know where I stand in this. I'm very, very confident of that. But I can't make you have that same confidence. I can't do anything for your position on that. But I hope that this message, that my messages would impart some of that hope that I've received from the Father into your life. Because the Father has mighty plans for our nation of New Zealand and for our children. And we will see a glorious and wonderful move of the Spirit in our great land. God does defend New Zealand. So stand firm, stay steady, and see the deliverance of the Lord. I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. Please pray for me. Please pray for everyone else. Please pray for everything that's going on. Jesus is King.